Neha, what's the tea? You mean the novelty? Welcome to The Novelty, a podcast dedicated to books. Not just the Western male-centric works from your high school lit class. We'll also read books by women, people of color, and from around the world. We'll dive into literary technique and character analysis. But don't worry, we aren't afraid to spill the tea and give our unfiltered opinions. Together, we'll redefine the classics. Will today's pick stand the test of time? Keep listening to find out. Hi, Neha. Hey, Shruti. What's up? What's up? Season one wrap. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're finally done with our first season. How does it feel? I think I'm more excited than I was when we first started recording because now that season one is over, we've kind of found our groove a little bit and it's only going to get better from here. So I'm excited about what season two is going to look like and just excited. Yeah, me too. I think it's like really nice that we finished out our whole season and it's kind of going pretty well. This episode, we wanted to talk about the theme that we picked and just as a whole, kind of zooming out a little bit and looking at all the books that we picked and themes that emerged and comparing and contrasting. Um, and then we also have towards the end some book recommendations that fit this theme that we couldn't get to, but that we both love and want to share with you. So I think in our prologue episode, should we kind of mention that we decided on the American Dream as our season one theme once we were a couple books in? And it was actually Shruti's suggestion for the theme. So Shruti, do you want to tell us a little bit how you made that connection and how we came up with that theme? Yeah, we, after we had picked the first, probably half the books for the first season, we realized that they all were either set in the United States or written by American authors. And so I kind of picked that because the American dream is a theme that we learn about very early in school. And I thought that would just be like a catchy title. But the the theme itself, I think, has a lot of relevance to the books we read and kind of came out in interesting ways. The theme, The American Dream, I think has a very specific connotation in literature and writing, um, aside from its relevance in pop culture. Like we think about it going back to the Revolutionary War and independence, but the term wasn't actually coined until 1931 by James Truslow Adams in his book, The Epic of America. And what he says about it is, but there has also been the American dream, that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for every man with opportunity for each according to his ability or achievement. A dream of a social order in which each man and woman shall be able to attain the fullest stature of which they are innately capable, and be recognized by others for what they are, regardless of the fortuitous circumstances of birth or position. So, you know, we learn in school with The Great Gatsby or Mm -hmm. Death of a Salesman. Those are some classic examples. And some of the themes that come up within this overarching title are like self-reliance and virtue, upward mobility. So, yeah, I thought it was like interesting to come back and look at it through the lens of how it has existed in the past. What do you think about it? I think 
The definition of the American dream has obviously evolved since the 1930s. So I think it's interesting to see that when you think of the American dream, the classic books that you think of are The Great Gatsby and The Death of a Salesman, like you mentioned. But with what the American dream may mean in today's world, I don't necessarily think of those books as a relatable comparison. So Mm -hmm. I did want to kind of talk about maybe what we thought the American dream meant to us in today's world. And I wanted to start that off by just reading out what the Oxford English Dictionary definition of the American dream is. Mm -hmm. So they say that it is the ideal that every citizen of the United States should have an equal opportunity to achieve success and prosperity through hard work, determination, and initiative. And I think the key word being ideal, because Mm -hmm. obviously this definition doesn't really hold true to what America is in today's world. If you were to ask me what the definition of it was today, I think I would relate it more to the terms of hardship and discrimination, unfortunately. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think, you know, the definition that you brought up kind of summarizes what the quote that I had read with James Adams Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because the way the American dream is written about in books part of that American dream storyline is the evolution of the character becoming disillusioned and coming into hard times it's kind of you know if you go back to the seven basic structures uh, of fiction it it's the fall the hero I, I don't know what it's actually called the like the descent the dis- the opposite of rags to riches right riches to rags is mm-hmm. kind of the american dream and so within the definition itself that failure is set up because the idea of individualism and kind of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps which we hear so much about inherently means that everyone can't be equal which is one of the other kind of central tenets of what the United States was founded on, like this idea of equality amongst everyone. So you're kind of set up for failure before you even start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the system that we're currently in. The themes that we should look for in the American dream in an ideal situation would be freedom, equal rights, democracy, and just happiness. Mm -hmm. But the books that we chose don't necessarily fit into those themes and I tried to think of common themes that were between the books that we read and those words were alienation which is the theme that I chose for the namesake episode because I think that holds true to most of the books that we read in some form the main character or one of the characters did feel alienated Mm -hmm. and I think the obvious one is that I mentioned before is discrimination and the third one being violence and trauma. Mm I think what you're pointing to also is the fact that we, you know, almost all of the books we picked were, except for passing, were written towards the end of the 20th century or the early 21st century. And it makes me think, like, is the American dream that we learn about and that we think about in terms of, like, Willie Loman from Death of a Salesman, is that the territory of just the white man? Because all these books we write about are by we only actually have one book written by a man (laughs) which is the last white man (laughs) 
And that's the book spoiler if you haven't already heard the episode that we dislike the most, yeah. which I don't know. <laughs> Make of that what you will. But um, the other books were all written by women of color. And I don't know, like maybe the traditional American theme we learn about is just like a version of toxic masculinity in some ways. I see it's hard because when I was when I was trying to go through my notes of like this season, I felt like all of our themes are somewhat negative. Yeah. And which is sad because you don't want like it's called the American dream, right? So if you do think about it, all of the books that we did choose to put a positive spin on this do have some themes of hope. Yeah, I think that's what I think of when I think of the American dream is kind of just like this quality of being a dreamer or like hoping for a bigger, better life, career, relationship, whatever it is. Do you think there are any books that in which the American dream ends well or is a happy one? Not necessarily from books we read, but just like any books you've ever read. That's a hard question. I was trying to find books that told the story of the ideal American dream. Mm -hmm. What the Oxford Dictionary says. And honestly, I can't think of any. Maybe it's just because I haven't read those specific books. What about you? I can, yeah, I can maybe think of just one. It's A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. I want to say the author is Betty Smith. And that one is about um, this little girl who is either the daughter of immigrants or second generation uh, growing up in a pretty poor neighborhood in Brooklyn, um, in Williamsburg, actually, where I live. But it was a very different (laughs) Williamsburg back then. Um, And she, it goes through her life. It's really quite endearing. I like the book a lot. But it also talks about a lot of the hardships that she and her family and her community goes through. Um, But I think because she is a child and there is so much innate potential for her to improve her circumstances, the book doesn't end unhappily. Mm -hmm. It ends with still some hope. So um, I think that's one that ends kind of on a positive note, but I couldn't really think of many others. Out of the books that we read, do you think any of them do have a happy ending? (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought the namesake, maybe... maybe. Mm. I thought, but I thought the namesake ended sadly. Yeah, I mean, his dad died, I guess. But I guess I mean it ended hopefully, like with mm-hmm. with a prospect of like a better life for Gogol. And then also, I think, crying in H Mart. I was going to say crying in H Mart. That one ends, I think, with a little bit more, like she's a little more, more reconciled to the situation and her identity and her family and and I think it ends on a little bit more hopeful note and I think that is the book that is a bit of an outlier Mm -hmm. amongst all of our choices for this season so I don't know I I, I don't know if that's what makes it the outlier it's also that it was a memoir and not fiction between all the books that we read the namesake and crying in H Mart I think themes wise were a little bit similar Mm-hmm. But then the other books that we read, Jazz, Passing, The Last White Man, The Night Watchman, and Vanishing Half, surprisingly, all of those books were very violent and mm-hmm. so it, and just very traumatic that it's hard to say that 
they were happy stories, even if they did end in a somewhat happy note. Yeah. There was just a lot going on. I think we picked well in that a lot of the all the books we picked were pretty complex. And so it's hard to say that that ending is just sad or just happy. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of layered emotions in there. One thing I noticed in the books was like, I was thinking about this American dream, the older definition, and it like the role of the city as being the destroyer of dreams. And I think that came up in some of the books, like definitely in jazz, that was the most obvious, but also in the Night Watchman and Passing. Yeah. Um, in the Night Watchman, they go back and forth between her reservation and then a couple big cities. And it's in the big cities that a lot of really terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. And those are the experiences that affect Pixie's worldview and her um, relationships with people. And then in jazz, also, we talked about it in the jazz episode, how being in the city and away from where they have grown up makes them evolve in not necessarily positive ways. The similarity between those books is the city itself is its own character. Mm-hmm. And we did talk about this in jazz, but I, I didn't make the connection between the other two books, too. And that's really true. Yeah. And so the converse of that would be that like the land and rural suburban areas are more kind of like a true self. There's also this thing with American novels and like the connection to the land and like the Wild West and things like that. And um, that aspect wasn't necessarily explored as much in these books, but just having the fact that the city played that role of violence and destruction makes you think of that other side of things. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I noticed was just the history of this country has to do a lot with movement, Um, at least the post-colonial version of the country, uh, from Europe to the Americas, and then um, from the south to the north uh, with, you know, slavery and civil war, and then from east to the west with a lot more exploration and discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wondered, within that sub-theme, where did you see movement in these books? All of these books have some start or involve some sort of physical movement like Mm -hmm. the namesake starts the whole story starts off with Gogol's parents immigrating to the United States and most of these stories encompass people immigrating to a new city or moving between cities Mm -hmm. and except for maybe crying in oh I guess even crying in H Mart she does travel a lot and yeah she goes back and forth between Mm -hmm. um here and Korea a lot and and I feel like the movement and the traveling kind of relates to what I was saying earlier about or what we were talking about with like the city versus country like Mm -hmm. in the vanishing half they go back and forth amongst different storylines but also back in the characters themselves go back and forth between um different characters perspectives but also the different towns and and areas of the country and they keep going back and forth to mallard the town that is kind of central to all the characters and jude the granddaughter it, it towards the end of the book it seems like she is closer to achieving happiness or peace when she's back in mallard um and same with crying in h mart like i think her trips to korea and away from the city help her on her journey as well in most of the stories it seems like the smaller town which they 
want to run away from is actually the safer option for them where there isn't as much violence or trauma. Interesting. I'm trying to like relate that to my own life because I've lived in suburbs and cities, but I don't really feel like there's like that much of a difference between safety. You can get robbed in either <laughs> or a city. Like, well, but it's not like physical safety so much as I. But I feel safety. like it is physical safety. I think like, it's part of it. Yeah, it is a big part of it. And when I think, I guess when I when I think safe, I think physically safe. Mm-hmm. Looking at all of the books that we have right now and the common themes, if you had to rename the season, what would you rename it? I think. It's related to the themes you mentioned towards the beginning. I would call it maybe something like identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that also sums up what we talked about, about how the American dream has evolved over the years. And maybe the American dream today has more to do with that than rags to riches. Mm -hmm. At least the communities we're in and the conversations that are happening in the media have a lot more to do with people of different cultures and backgrounds and race ethnicity gender identity and all of these things about people trying to define who they are that seems to be more the theme of the youth than trying to be more successful than your previous generations or trying to have a more financially advantageous life Mm -hmm. what about you I I put down I put it down thinking it was like oh my gosh it's such a good idea but now that I'm thinking about it I'm like I'm not sure anymore but I put down coming to America because like we said not all of these stories are necessarily happy stories mm-hmm. and so when I think the American dream although these stories are probably more realistically tell us what the it really is like immigrating to America. When I think American dream, I would like to think of something positive. Mm-hmm. So but that's the whole paradox. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm debating my answer now. But I think coming to America may be more accurate. I like that because then it's also even for the books that are not about immigrants, still has to do a lot with movement like we were talking about and Mm -hmm. coming to America might mean coming to a a certain mental space or a certain different realization exactly I like that thanks (laughs) so now we have a bunch of books that we wanted to recommend for people who are intrigued by the American theme or are looking for the great American novel um I have several. So should we just go back and forth? I have two. So (laughs) (laughs) this was really hard for me. I like put this off coming up with these recommendations until the last minute because I just could not think of anything. I probably was a little bit more loose in my interpretation of the themes. I think I just picked books I liked that were in America. So I think I was trying to think of books that I've read that again were more comparable to the like ideal version of the American dream the first one and I couldn't remember if I did this book in a shelf discovery for an episode this season or not 
But I just think this book is so good that I was like, I'm just going to say it again, even if I did. And that's Homegoing by Yag Yassi. I think it's just such an important story. And it's a really hard book to read because it has a lot of violence, Mm -hmm. similar to some of the books that we read in season one. But I do kind of think that it did end on a slightly more happy note than maybe some of our other books did. And so I I did want to include that one. So I wrote a kind of a quick summary on Homegoing. Important, tragic, and beautiful. This is an outstanding novel about two half-sisters, Effia and Essie, and the generations that follow them. Effia's branch stays free in Ghana, and Essie's branch is sold into slavery in the American South. The book follows eight generations of intimate stories on both sides of the family, spanning both time and geography. It's such a good book. Talking about it makes me want to read it again. I know. And, like, it just goes through so many different stories. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like a collection of short stories, except that you know they're all... Related. It's Yeah, they're all descendants. And so, I guess the thing that's hard about the book also is that each story or each character's story is a little short. And so, it cuts off before you can get a resolution about what happens to those characters. But I think that's part of what was intended because it goes through all these different lineages and there's not a resolution to a lot of what happens and it talks a lot about generational trauma which I think is important to to read and hear about yeah I kind of wish we did this book maybe in this season because we I know we both yeah. loved it so much <laughs> I don't know if I can read it again it's so sad I know it's so sad yeah. but it's also a short book so I think it's like at least you don't have to be sad for too long. That's true. It's not long. Yeah. Um, the second book I have, I think, is a little bit more loosely related to the American Dream theme. Um, also, not one of my favorite books, but still a very good book. Um, it's Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Celeste Ng, I think. Have you read little fires everywhere no i see it all the time but i haven't read it have you seen the like reese wither is, is it a reese witherspoon story i think, I think it is yeah i didn't see it because i am always like oh i'm gonna read the book first but at this point i'm neither gonna read the book nor watch the show i don't <laughs> think so okay well let me do a quick summary so that you know kind of what it's about angry empathetic and dimensional Elena Richardson lives luxuriously in Shaker Heights with her loving husband and three kids. She is a hardworking woman that thrives on structure, rules, and her family. When Mia, a carefree, talented artist, moves to Shaker with her daughter Pearl, the two families' lives entangle and threaten Elena's seemingly perfect life. So basically, Elena Richardson is, of course, the rich one. Mm -hmm. Pearl and Mia are two... She's a single mom with her daughter. They're two women of color that move into this rich neighborhood. So it's kind of, it's not really an immigration story at all, but it is a hardship story about class and how how much money you have reflects your personality in a way. So like I said, it's a very loose representation of the American dream, but I still think it kind of tracks with the books that we've done this season. Cool. I have several books. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't like too strict with the theme, so I picked a couple more that maybe don't really tie into the books from this season, but have something to do with the Americas. 
My first book is Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry, and it is one of my all-time favorite books. I recommend it to everyone. Oh. It's oh, Have you read it? No, I haven't. Sorry. It's a Western, which didn't pique my interest to start off with. I'm not particularly drawn to Westerns. Like, at least my impression of Westerns are, like, machoism and colonialism and so I just it never drew my interest but this book is I think it turns on its head everything you would expect a western to be um it's very long it's like a thousand pages oh wow yeah you have to carve some time out for it yeah (laughs) but it basically follows this group of ranchers or cowboys who are taking their group from Texas all the way up to Montana and along the way, they meet lots of different characters and, um, you know, they go through different hardships. And really, it's a very, very character driven book. And because it's a thousand pages, you have the time to spend a lot, a lot of time with these characters and see their development. And you just fall in love with them. Like It's such a good book. I would recommend it. My second one is Americana. Have you read Ugh. that? That book has been on my list for way too long. And when I was trying to think of some books that had that theme, that was one that came up that I haven't read yet. And I was like, I really need to read this book. Yeah. So this one's very interesting because it's written from the perspective of a woman. She's Nigerian. She's not Nigerian-American. And she comes to visit. Maybe she moves or she visits America when she's in her 20s or 30s. And it talks about her experiences as a black woman in America, which is different than somebody who has whose family has been here for centuries and might identify more as a black American, whereas she identified just as a Nigerian. Um, and it talks about her journey. And there's, I would say there's two themes throughout the book. One is her and the other characters and what's going on in their lives. And then the other is kind of social commentary on race in America. So that one is an interesting one. The next one is The Lincoln Highway, which we read together. <laughs> yeah, we read, that was like what started this podcast. Yeah. That was, we read that book together and we started talking about it and we were like, we should start a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's by Amor Towels, who maybe, I don't know if I can call him one of my favorite authors because I've only read in like two of his books, but I just love his writing style. And it is similarly a journey across the country with these kids basically like one is eight years old the others are teenagers and they're going all the way from where do they start i don't remember they're trying to make it to new york and then california in any case it's kind of like a long extended road trip train ride journey and the reason i thought this fit the theme of the american dream is because they kind of are like following this dream the whole time and especially because you see it through the eyes of like the little kid who's like so hopeful and just like naive in the cutest way and so and then towards the end of the book unfortunately there are some sad things that happen that make you rethink the events of the book um but i think because it's same like the same thing as with a tree grows in brooklyn because through the eyes of children I think that leaves a little bit more hope at the end because Mm -hmm. their lives could go in so many different ways. It's such a good book. It was so cute. It was so cute. And then it was really sad, but mostly cute. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then my next two are really have nothing to do with the books we read in our first season, but I really enjoyed them and I think they fit more with the kind of the, the traditional American dream that we talked about at the beginning of this like riches to rags, Great Gatsby kind of story. And the first one is The House of Mirth by Edith Wharton, who I also love. She's just writes really beautiful prose and um, the characters. Honestly, it's like a really classy gossip girl, like to read her <laughs> books, which I think is a very unique skill set to be able to read a book that reads like a primetime drama, but also that endures through the years because she's just such a beautiful writer. Um, so that's one of them. And then the other one is Valley of the Dolls, which is also like a soap opera. <laughs> Um, but like Hollywood versions, it follows a bunch of girls, young women, I don't know, they're in their late teens, so girls, who are trying to become actors, and unfortunately, they go down the wayward path of drugs and rock and roll, uh, but it's very entertaining, it's like watching The Real Housewives, or, um, (laughs) like a really good soap opera. Yeah, that's kind of how Little Fires Everywhere is. It's very, I mean, they made it into TV show for a reason. Right. Because it's very, like, stupid drama type of book. Great. All right, well, that's the end of our season one wrap-up. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel excited for our next season. Yeah, me too. We are actually going on a hiatus for the summer. So if you'd like to know more about what season two is going to look like, the exact dates of our new posting schedule, and just little tidbits about our life, you can follow us on Instagram at thenovelty.pod. We are also live on Twitter at thenovelty.pod. And as always, we are welcome to feedback at our email at thenovelty.pod at gmail.com. Yeah, and you won't have to wait too long. We're just going to do like a little summer break just so that we have some time to make our next season even better. Yeah, and the summer is a super busy one for me. I'm getting married. Getting married. Peace out. Thanks for listening to The Novelty. We are your hosts, Neha and Trithi, and our music is created by Apurva Koti. We love to hear from you, so send us book recommendations, episode commentary, or even critical feedback. You can find us on Instagram at thenovelty.pod or email us at thenovelty.pod at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading.